what's funny is I can actually picture you being very excited watching a Nintendo Direct. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 143rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and that never, ever gets old. With me today, I have uh, Kenny returning with us. You heard him last week, but he is here in the flesh today. Yeah, hello. And by in the flesh, you mean that in a few minutes you will be arriving, like, through the internet. Yeah, I will. Yeah, for anyone who's listening. And uh, that other person needs no introduction. That is the always funny, always here, Travis. Oh, I'm I'm at least the second one. Last week... Last week was rough. I I totally misunderstood. I, I thought we were going to Midwest Gaming LASIK... So I went to a completely different convention where I got laser eye surgery. <laughs> I mean, on the plus side, I don't have to wear glasses anymore. But on the downside, I have huge bills that I will not be able to pay. <laughs> How does gaming LASIK work? <laughs> you have to, if you get a high score, you get a discount. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> or they just do one of your eyes and then you wear a monocle. <laughs> What is? How oh, is that? What? what? What does that have to do with gaming? Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I was it's th- like uh, Steve's. Like it's like Oculus Rift. You know, <laughs> you know, monocles, monocles and stuff. Uh, speaking of things that go in your eyes, I tried Google Glass the other day. Yeah, oh, yeah? it's pretty cool. I mean, you like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like do much. Like you can have yeah tell it to send a text or like you can wink i'm winking right now but our listeners cannot see and uh, if (laughs) if you wink it takes a picture which is a little scandalous yeah it's gross a little bit uh you know what else is gross that there was literally no pokemon news since our last recording except uh there's this game coming out i don't think it's that popular at all (laughs) Um, it has brothers in it, and they smash, and it's on a console that no one bought. Oh, is it like a frat game? <laughs> it is, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> bros, it's called Super Bros. <laughs> um, it's 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 just beer pong the video game, or it could be like Super Smashed Bros. <laughs> Does it have like a subtitle? Am I missing Super Smash Brothers Four? Uh, it's just called DS and or 3DS and Wii U. Okay. Yeah. I think our listeners know what we're talking about by now. Um, Super Smash Brothers 4, they had like this whole Nintendo Direct dedicated to it uh, about two weeks ago. And they showed some new characters. Surprisingly, there was a, like a one more thing kind of thing after they said their goodbyes. 
and we see a whole lineup of Pokemon, and my Twitter blew up of everyone yelling Pokemon Trainer, but in reality, we just got Charizard. So let's talk about that first. You want to go um, first, Travis? Yeah, sure. Um, it is sort of a surprise, I guess, to see that that and that we have Charizard and no confirmation of Pokemon Trainer returning. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they introduced like like a grass starter final evolution, and then from either from the new game or from um, some other generation other than one or six, and then made those the three Pokemon that the Pokemon Trainer would have, and so then the character of Pokemon Trainer would come back. Um, but if Charizard is the is its own character as it sort of appears to be now, um, that'll be interesting it'll be sort of boring in the sense that we've already seen most of its moves it'll have a different down b i guess but um so it's sort of a recurring character but also a new one in the same sense kenny your thoughts personally i'm happy that they divided it i'm i I mean you know nintendo does some weird stuff with smash um and i could speculate all day on this because i've played quite a bit of competitive stuff um and i'm really into that scene but I have never been a huge fan of characters that turn into other characters because it puts too much pressure on you to master multiple characters at the same time. And most of the time, it just ends up with, instead of you being really good with one character, you're just okay with, like, two or three. That was really common in Zelda and Sheik. I noticed a lot of people would only play one or the other. And um, I don't play either of them too much, but I know that, you know, it's, for me, I liked playing one over the other. And Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Charizard were so different mm-hmm. that you only had, like, seconds in the middle of a heated battle to adapt to your new character, and it could really cause people trouble. And then... Can I those- can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Uh, so, compa- playing competitive Smash for some of our listeners, that's, like, uh, Final Destination. Is that what they call the stage? Yeah, or battleground, battlefield, battleground. Uh, Yeah, they'll do battlefield sometimes, and um, a few other basic stages, like they did the Animal Crossing stage and Yoshi's Island. And so there's there's no items for that, right? Um, So in your experience, uh, had did you see anyone that was extremely good with Pokemon Trainer or no? Personally, no. I I had met people who were like. I'd really like to play with just Squirtle or just Ivysaur or just yeah. Charizard, but the thing with Pokemon Trainer is after you fight with one of the Pokemon for a while, they will get tired. Like, yeah. you can visibly see, like, Charizard will lean over and Ivysaur's flower droops, and you have to switch out. Oh, I didn't or, know that. Or they take more damage and do less damage, and it's really, right. like, it, it penalizes you for playing with one character, and I think a lot of people just like that. Um, I personally really liked playing with all three of them, but I did not like playing with all three of them at the same time. Okay, a follow-up question. Just because this is a Pokemon podcast, I'm trying to get in as much Pokemon in a non-focused Pokemon game as we can. Did you see people that were good with, I believe the other Pokemon at the time were Pikachu, uh, Jigglypuff, and Mewtwo? Lucario. Uh, Lucario. Lucario. Mewtwo was the game before. Yeah, I saw a few people who were good with Lucario, not so much the other two, though. Really? There wasn't any... I went, And I'm out of the Pokemon scene, so, or out of the, I'm out of the Pokemon scene. I'm out of the Smash Brothers scene, so forgive me. But 
I always heard people saying Pikachu was overpowered. Is this not true? Um, what people would do is they would spam Thunder. So if you were in the middle of a four-player match, you would just spam down B all the time and hit people. But if you like, if you were playing competitively and you knew what you were doing, it was really easy to dodge it or absorb the attack and send it back. So it, it was a little overpowered if you're having like a for fun game with like four of your friends because you could just jump in there and blast everyone with thunder. Um, so Pikachu's not good competitively, according to our resident uh, resident Smash expert Kenny. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it just. I, sorry, I didn't know if you wanted me to keep going on about that. <laughs> it just also Pikachu has a lot of spam attacks. Well, I mean, it has one, but it's one that people use a lot. Um, and they tend to overlook the fact that Pikachu actually has some other good attacks that are not just B attacks. And so it's kind of the, the sense of like, it's not good because you make it not good as opposed to it being like an inherently bad character. I'd say it actually, I don't know. I'd say it has more potential than does Lucario. Um, Let's talk about Lucario. They supposedly made Lucario a lot better. Why was Lucario bad, Travis? Besides just being a bad Pokemon in general. <laughs> yeah, Lucario is the worst. <laughs> um, it's not... Um, I mean, I'd say it's around the same um, goodness, uh, quality of a character as, as Pikachu. Um, but its gimmick is a little strange. It does more damage the more damage it's taken. It's supposed to play into this whole idea of Lucario being the master of the auras or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's one of the movies, oh. right? Yeah. yeah. It's not a good film. Um, it's no duck. <laughs> it's duck. Right. And so it, it just becomes really strange and really difficult to play whether you should avoid damage because you don't want to die or take damage because you want to kill someone. It, it becomes very... Um, odd and, and difficult to manage and it's sort of like opposite of how the game works for any other character. Is there a visual representation of that? Or how do you know? There is, well I mean actually. I mean there's 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 two ways. First is just the the percent damage that, that everyone can see that is on for every character. But also the aura around the cario grows as the the, the power of the aura grows. <laughs> Um, and Lucario has an aura sphere attack, which is a charge attack. Like mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, you just press B and he starts to charge it up. Is it like it, Samus? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like Samus. And aura sphere gets noticeably bigger the more damage you've taken, and also um, moves like force palm, where he just basically like shoots an aura out of his hands. They have a lot longer range. And they were showing a little bit of footage of Lucario in the new Smash, and it looks like they powered him up a considerable amount because they were aware that like it was a severely diminishing return on giving damage versus taking it. Okay. Now so, they also showed that he uh, mega evolves. Mm-hmm. Did they confirm that was just an ability or is that like his final smash? That's a thing, I, right? Final smashes? I would assume it was his final smash. Like it doesn't make sense for it to be anything else. Travis, you agree with that? I agree. I mean, if it was just a thing that made him a move that just made him all around better, then then what's the point of yeah, that? Yeah, that would be game breaking. 
Got it. Uh, so no Mewtwo. Mewtwo's last appearance was Melee, which was the second game. Right. Only appearance. Only appearance. Uh, we've seen Jigglypuff all three games, but it doesn't seem like Jigglypuff has been confirmed yet for this one. It's correct. It, it will be though. You they think? still have they still have other characters like Ness that hasn't been confirmed. Yeah. I don't okay. think Cat Falcon has been has. They've never dropped a character from the original. The original, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, so you said Captain Falcon. You said Ness, uh, Jigglypuff. Are those the only three missing from the original? From the original, have they even, talk, have they even talked about Fox? Yeah, Fox is confirmed. Okay, if you go on the page, I remember looking it up. Days ago. So um, we're, we're confident Jigglypuff is coming. Is Jigglypuff any good? It's really gimmicky. <laughs> it was very, very, very good in, in Melee specifically. Uh-huh. Hasn't been good in any of the other entries. Okay, so do you think, uh, just based off our Lucario chat, do you think they're going to fix the problems? I don't even know. Doesn't Jigglypuff uh, put people to sleep? Is that its, that's its thing, right? I mean, it does that, but the main thing it does is it has its down and B, um, which has done the same general thing in all the games, but it's been, been tweaked uh, for each one. And how it works if you, is if you're directly, not on top, but like occupying the same space as your opponent like you're you're right in the same spot and you use down and b sends them flying uh, much much farther than a normal attack but it also puts you to sleep and you have to wake up um which was okay in just smash brothers but was way too good in melee um, and that's pretty much all people would do is Jigglypuff yeah. uh, back then. And then they, they nerfed it considerably in Brawl, making Jigglypuff really um, not worth using at all, to be honest. All right, so most important question here. Mm-hmm. What move is that? Rest. That's rest. It's rest, yeah. Ah. It does not do anything that it's supposed to do. Okay, that was a little clarification there. I, I promise it's rest. All right, so Jigglypuff coming back. Uh, I guess uh, we can talk about the second Pokemon that was revealed. I will pass it over to Travis for that. Oh, yeah. Um, This is really cool. Uh, Greninja was confirmed as a character in the upcoming Smash Bros. titles, which is very, very cool. Of all of the Pokemon in Gen 6, it's definitely the most... I didn't think of it originally until it was announced, but retrospectively, it makes the most sense out of any Gen 6 Pokemon, to be honest. It does. And, um, and I think it, that sort of fighting style that was displayed in the in the trailer, if we can just go off the trailer, it's depicted as sort of like a sneaky ninja-like fighter. and I would assume very fast. Yeah. That's what it looks like. And other than Sheik, I guess Sheik is probably the closest we've had to that sort of style. But other, yeah, she, other than that, there isn't, there isn't really that much representation of that sort of fighting style in, in Smash Bros. So that would be interesting to see. It almost seems like he has a few similarities to Zero Suit Samus, though, too. And that's just speculation. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, at least a few of the movement styles. I would imagine... Work. There are hardcore enough Pokemon fans to, you know, spend a whole night just playing only with Pokemon in Pokemon stages, because I'd imagine there'd be more than one Pokemon stage with I've only Pokemon items. Kenny, you said you've done that before? I've, I've done it before. Yeah. 
guilty. <laughs> uh, speaking of the uh, Pokeballs and Pokemon items, they showed new stuff. Kenny, do you want to let them know what we saw in that trailer? We're talking about the Master Ball? Yeah. Master Ball only releases a legendary Pokemon, so I'm assuming it's going to be a rare drop. And uh, that looks pretty cool, although it kind of looks um, like if you find a Master Ball, you're going to get a few KOs. But for just like for fun matches, yeah, it would totally be a cool item. Because I can see everybody like freaking out mm-hmm. as a Master Ball appears on like the other side of a stage when everyone's over on one side. And that's sort um, of what items are meant to do anyway. They're not yeah. entirely... I don't think they were ever really designed to, to make things... Uh, more competitive. I think. I think the the when the game has emphasized itself as a competitive game, it's always downplayed items and things. And items were seen more as like a part for like a party environment anyway, as a way to sort of um, inject some randomness into it that that keeps people on their toes. And so something, so some really powerful item like a master ball showing up would would sort of be an extension yeah. of that. And items are also really fun in like the alternate single player mode like mm-hmm. the I can't remember what it's called but that the subspace emissary you will yeah in brawl but like in the new one that game or that mode oh yeah to be for the DS that I can't oh where they all right ra- they're all racing yeah yeah um I think items are really really great for for things like that and definitely subspace emissary that game that would have like been ridiculous without items. I remember from playing and just my own personal uh, memories of going always for the Pokeball in the game because it was usually something that could knock out multiple people or it was like a Goldeen or a Wobbuffet and nothing happened per se. I would imagine the Master Ball is kind of like always definitely something solid. Yeah, that's what they made it seem like. But they did so, and they they showed mostly legendaries. Uh, Arceus was one that came out of the Master Ball. Um, that was pretty cool. That was very cool. Uh, f- just for the Pokeball, it looked like uh, Fennekin came out. Uh, Skidoo, if I'm not mistaken, or was that Go Goat? Uh, I do not remember a lot of the Pokemon that they just showed. They had me out. Yeah. So it looks like they've they've added. Gen 6 to that mix, which is also good, but I would also imagine that the Pokeball will still have flops like it has had in the past because there's more emphasis on this Master Ball now. Oh, definitely. I think it's really interesting that there wasn't a Pokemon game or, sorry, there wasn't a Smash Bros. game that emphasized Gen 4 Pokemon because, are we, no, 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 that no. Was, Brawl. That was Brawl. Brawl had, Did Brawl like, have, oh yeah, it had like Weavile and things, yeah. Yeah, and it had... Um, Palkia, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a stage revolving around them. Gosh, which generation is it that... I don't know. I don't know what Three I'm and five got skipped over. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, five. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, because there was no... There was that long rumored of a Smash Brothers for three for a handheld coming out. Mm-hmm. And then we get this, which is... I think whatever. Everyone was okay waiting with uh, oh, yeah. in retrospect. Mm. Other than that, uh, I think that that was really all the news we have. Do you, if you guys have anything else you want to comment about Smash, not Pokemon related, I guess now's the time. If there's something specifically, I know Kenny and I 
uh, gotten a little argument about Little Mac because I think he's going to be overpowered. Why? Uh, because um, he like builds up his meter and his only weakness is being in the air. And so with like a final destination stage where there's nowhere to jump. Anyway, we spend a lot of time in the air anyway. Well, that's like, what Kenny said. Regardless. Yeah. Um, because of how the game works, like you, um, you don't die from taking damage. Obviously you die from being knocked off the stage and dealing damage makes you fly farther. So, um, you need good aerial, aerial moves in order to get back onto the stage. If you don't really have much aerial presence, then when your opponent is able to knock you around, then you're um, not in a good place. Also, there are a lot of aerial characters. Like, um, I play Wario a lot, and he is, at least in my opinion, um, I think he's really good in the air. So with a lot of people, there's a lot of jumping involved. And if you just constantly stay on the ground, you're probably going to be a huge target for taking aerial attacks. Even if it was one-on-one? Oh, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, it can, things get pretty heated. There are a lot of things that if you don't play competitively, you don't realize are there. Um, or it seems weird. I'm so sorry about that part. Um, <laughs> think somebody's at your house, Kenny. No, they're stupid clock. I'm so sorry. Oh, clock. I thought it was um, your doorbell. No. Anyway, um, I... I just think that him not being able to fight in the air at all... Is a big disadvantage. Is, yeah. Just like a character who can fight on the ground at all would have a pretty big disadvantage. Got it. Kenny, what is the character you're most excited for? New character-wise, definitely Greninja. Okay. I, but I, I... I know I shouldn't get worried because he was really his own character, but they have not confirmed Wario yet. And that was who I used. So I still have my fingers crossed that they're going to release him soon because I'm not going to be happy if my main character is not in the next game. Travis, what character are you most excited for? New one and old one? I pretty much like all the the new introduced characters. Greninja looks sweet. Little Mac looks awesome. Rosalina looks fun. Villager from Animal Crossing. And then uh, Mega Man and Wii Fit Trader look pretty funny too. Um, but probably Villager in terms of the new ones. Um, and I'm glad that Diddy Kong is coming back. Good, good calls. Yeah, I, I always forget that the Villager is in it until I see him and then I get super excited again. I don't know, Mega Man might be tied with Ninja. Mega Man, man. Mega Man gets so much love. I missed out on I missed out on that. Too hard for me. I didn't have the patience. It's ridiculous. You have to practice a lot. Can't practice. Well, our listeners can practice memorizing something as we take a quick break. Good one. Yeah, thank you. Our show only gets better the more episodes that come out. You remember that. (laughs) And we'll be uh, right back. It's like rollout. Yeah. We're like Whitney and a milk tank. And we'll be right back after the break.
And we are back from our break, recording this on Monday, like we always have been doing. We've been very consistent with recording on Mondays, uh, and then publishing this on Tuesday nights for you guys. And if for some reason you missed the first half of the show, Kenny and Travis are here. We are. Are you like are you like taking a note from radio hosts who gotta like refresh the guest every <laughs> right? Every fifteen minutes, because there could have. Been. Uh, we're sitting. We're sitting here with uh, Travis <laughs> Gunny. We're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be taking calls. If you're num- caller number seven, you're gonna get a free Taco Bell discount. <laughs> Q- discount coupon is what I should have said. Discount. Free, no, a permanent discount from Taco no. Bell. Only during the fourth meal, guys. Only that's, during it. That's Bell. fine. I'd be okay with that. Taco Bell breakfast. To be fair, Taco Bell breakfast is amazing. No, really I have not had it yet. AM Crunchwrap. It's good. I had Taco Bell breakfast, the AM Crunchwrap to be exact, the morning of Midwest Gaming Classic, which is what we're talking about this segment. Because I had the, the waffle taco, which is not as good as the AM Crunchwrap. It's not as but good. it's still okay. You're 100% right. That's why Travis is here today, <laughs> to verify <laughs> that it's not as good, but still good. Just like the Midwest Gaming Classic. I was going to say it wasn't as good as last year. Still still good. I had a bad transition. But to be fair, the Midwest Gaming Classic, I feel, was the best this year than it's ever been. Yeah, it was a very good show. I would agree. Um, for So for our listeners who didn't go to the Midwest Gaming Classic, or maybe you're a new listener and you don't know what the Midwest Gaming Classic is about, it is one of the biggest uh, gaming conventions in the Midwest to be exact. It is in Brookfield. Wisconsin, and uh, it usually happens in March, but this year it happened in April. So I think they had seven thousand people last year, and I know this year was bigger. So I'll get probably rough numbers in a week or so um, afterwards. But uh, they have a whole bunch. They have a whole huge room dedicated to pinball machine. Pinball machines, I think there was over like 500 or 1,000 this year. A lot. A lot. lot. They also had a huge vendor hall, which they had outside in a tent um, because the hotel was too small because the show got so big. They also have what is called the community hall where uh, local community places like, uh, like It's Super Effective and some other stuff are downstairs, and that's where we were. And there's some other stuff going on like Halo tournaments and... Um, What's the Towerfall tournaments that Kenny won? And and other tournaments. I'm sure there was a Smash Brothers tournament because there was one last year. I couldn't find it. I was so mad. I feel like the whole tournament schedule got messed up when they, like, told everyone that tournaments were free this year. Free? Yeah, because I asked a lot of people, and people are just like, I don't know. So I finally gave up after a while. Which is fair. But it it was both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Very, very fun days. I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I will give it over to Travis before I talk specifically about the Pokemon podcast room. I thought putting the vendors in the the tent outside that they added made the convention a lot more enjoyable. Last year, it was very difficult to even get around. It was still a very, very fun uh, weekend last year, but putting the vendors in, in that 10 outside, which was which was nicer than I thought it would be when I heard 10. I, I didn't really, um, wasn't really ecstatic, but it, it, it was nice and it, and it wasn't, 
the day that it rained, it was only a, a partial flood. Um, <laughs> I thought it made the rest of the convention a lot nicer. We we could have that big pinball room instead of having that be the vendor hall and pinball just like stuffed everywhere in every single hall. Mm-hmm. And it also, I don't remember there being as many just hotel rooms being used as part of the convention as before. There were a lot of smaller groups using using those, which was interesting, which maybe they did last year, but I don't think to the extent of this year. So it seemed like there was a lot more stuff at the convention. And yeah, there were a few. People. Yeah, there were a few rooms used last year, but not nearly. Yeah. It's pretty much, mm-hmm. for our listeners, uh, every hotel has like rooms you can obviously rent and sleep in. But um, for the first floor, they dedicated all those hotel rooms to the actual convention, so they just like removed the beds and the dressers from the rooms, just so like one room had the Oculus Rift in it, and other rooms had like uh, I was gonna say record or like a record raffle machine, but that was also in the, the same, same room as the Oculus Rift. That was really the only room you needed to go to. Um, I I did a lot of wandering around, hung out with different people, hung out with you guys. Um. The Pokemon podcast room was definitely like the coolest it's ever been because the Nintendo stuff like that was amazing. Um, I participated in a Towerfall tournament. I'd never played it before, and I ended up winning it, which was really cool. Have you? Did you hear of it before? No, I didn't even know what it was. I played it for fifteen minutes single player, and then entered the tournament, which was nothing like single player. <laughs> yeah, no, it was very different. And um, I think the only reason why I won is because I'm I'm pretty okay at platformers, and it was a lot of just basic platforming stuff. So I feel like your Smash Brothers skills probably it, came in. It it could have been. Yeah, I got it got pretty heated, even though I had never played it before. I was pretty serious, um, but that was cool. And I won a Mister Driller tournament, but I only think that was because. There weren't any like hardcore Mr. Driller people because I am really not that great at that game. For our listeners who may be a little out of the loop, I'm actually in the loop for something. <laughs> Towerfall originally came out on Ouya, that platform that no one bought. <laughs> yeah, it was an Ouya exclusive and it got a lot of praise from Polygon. It actually was. Um, talked about a lot on their podcast because uh, two of the four members that do the, I think their podcast is called The Friends List, um, really, really loved Towerfall, um, which is kind of like a 8-bit Smash Brothers, except, uh, you, kind of, except you only um, have one life. And, um, well, you also have, everyone's an archer. Right, and when you shoot your arrows, you have to run and pick them back up. Uh, the only similarity it has to Smash Bros. is that they're both like four-player I mean, even calling it a brawler is a little strange, but um, but it's uh, it's like a, it's like an arcade brawler, I guess would be the best way to explain it. Yeah, and uh, Polygon gave it the out of their top ten games of 2013, it came in number three for them, and they might have been one of the only video game review sites that rated Towerfall so highly, especially for a game that was only on Ouya. Um, and then just about a month ago, Towerfall came, and I believe Towerfall was also on Steam for a bit. 
Uh, I'm not sure when the exact Steam date was, but as of a month ago, Towerfall was available on PS4 exclusively to for exclusively free for PlayStation Plus members, if I'm not mistaken, or it was at a discount. But either you way, it was on the PC as well. Yep. Yeah. Um. So that is Towerfall. All they need is online multiplayer, and they'll be set. The, the creator will never add that. Did, did they come out and say that? Yes, they said that originally when it was on Ouya too. Really? Yep, he says he wants everyone to be sitting on the same couch when they play it, and he will never add online multiplayer. Huh. And he, really? there's actually a really big article about how like the, that online multiplayer still has leg, and yeah. if, because the arrows have a trajectory that like fall... Uh, it really affects online because it's not like a bullet that goes straight. It, like, falls when you shoot it. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of homing. Um, so, yeah, it will never be online. I'm sorry. It's really just funny. Not, oh. that, 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 not that it's my fault, and I shouldn't be apologizing. But <laughs> Steve spearheaded the project to make sure it never came online. That's right. I was like, I have no friends. So... <laughs> To ensure that no one else can have fun with this game. No online. And then they made Towerfall. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Uh, anything else did you do? You won, So you won Towerfall. You won uh, Diggersby Tournament. What else? Um, went Diggersby? To, yeah, the Diggers, Diggersby Tournament. Mr. Diggersby. I... Went to the vendor hall at the, the second day on Sunday. They had a bunch of like Pokemon stuff marked down for really cheap. So I got like thirty dollars worth of stuff for like ten dollars, and that was me. Pretty much just playing games though. Lots of street passing, and then we went to Outback and we talked about Digimon and Futurama the entire time. That we, we did. did. Digimon for a long time. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun though. It was good. It was good. That was a good dinner too. Well, the service was kind of mediocre. Tra- you thought so? I don't remember that. She like she was super nice, but it took forever for us to get our food. Oh yeah, like and then my my food wasn't like cooked. Yeah, and oh yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Kenny got like ice cold macaroni. Yeah, you're as cold as ice. <laughs> uh, ranks macaroni. <laughs> macaroni room, our room, the Pokemon mm-hmm. podcast room. And with special guests, Nintendo, as Kenny revealed. Um, Did I run that? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I told everyone Nintendo was coming like two podcasts ago. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, so a little quick recap uh, in case any of our listeners are confused. Uh, a local Nintendo rep, because Nintendo puts uh, reps in pretty much every big city to manage... Uh, local events and or the displays that you see at Target or Best Buy or GameStop. The local Nintendo rep, who I've met before in the past just by going to events in the area, um, contacted me and said that he has been to the show and uh, I, and two years ago, the second time we did MGC and we had a podcast about it, we talked about a Nintendo rep coming in taking a bunch of pictures and I was like, oh no, this is the end of us because... Uh, this Nintendo rep's going to report back and say that we've been doing this and then Nintendo's going to shut us down. Uh, that same guy uh, actually loved everything we did and wanted to join us last year. Nintendo said no, and he asked he asked his bosses or whoever the Nintendo lords are uh, if he could attend with us this year, and they said yes. 
And so we gave uh, we gave about twenty five percent of the room to Nintendo because that's what they were worth to us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they uh, th- they had a Wii U set up and they had a whole table with I think five or six three uh, DSs and then they yeah. had a huge giveaway table. And yep. we had then our big table with four TVs running: Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Stadium Two. Pokemon Gold running on a Super Nintendo Game Boy player. Super Game Boy. Super Game Boy. And then the best Game Boy. And then we had a Wii running Pokemon... Poke Park. Poke Park. I was like, what is that? There's a Pikachu that runs around. <laughs> Every single person that saw that, that didn't already know what Poke Park was, was like, oh, that's, that's Hey You Pikachu too. not... I wonder if that's Hey You Pikachu 2. That is Hey You Pikachu 2. And I just, I I was like surprised at how angry I was at people's um, arrogance and lack of self-restraint to just just make bold claims that were not true. Yeah, I ran into a couple people like that too. There was somebody who was talking about Smash Brothers like that in a different room. They called Smash Brothers Hey You Pikachu 2? (laughs) <laughs> no, but they were talking about things like they they like they made the game, like they knew what was going on, and like so I know what you're talking about, Travis. It just gets really annoying when people. <laughs> oh, um, say you Pikachu too? No, no, it is not. It is the children's game, Pokey Park. Pikachu. You know what? It is also for adults. I play it. I well, beat it. Come on, it's also a children's game. <laughs> but I feel like Pokey Park is more of a children's game. Than I mean, after seeing Pokey Park, which is a game we've never talked about on the show, uh, it doesn't. It didn't seem like a bad game at all. I mean, oh. being in the room for two days and watching a lot of it, it seems it's like a Apom chasing. Yeah, I did. I did some of that. It was fun. Uh, there was like the the Pika, the Pokemon race where you got to smash the button to have Pikachu run to the finish line. Uh, I feel like if I had children. I would give them this game. And they would probably love it. You can also unlock other Pokemon to use in the games, which is a really good incentive to, like, beat your own times and stuff. So, like, they're actually, like, you know, collectibles and stuff, so you don't just feel like you're doing it for no reason. Which I thought thought was cool. And we commented on this on our mini-show last week, but it doesn't, like, graphically, being on a both a Wii... And a CRT. Looks pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many CRTs in our room. The, the average temperature in our room, because of those CRTs, was like approaching that of the surface of the sun. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, all you had to do was walk into the room and you'd just be like, what is going on? Yeah, it was unfortunate that m- the room we were in and the room next door must have shared the same ventilation uh, because uh, our two rooms were the only rooms that were as hot as Venus and it was Venus hot? I believe Venus is hot. <laughs> I believe Venus is 900 degrees Fahrenheit and I only know just that, look that up? because I've been listening to a lot of Star Talk radio. Okay. That's the only reason I know that. Also Venus spins the other way than the Earth does. Cool. Clock what? Counter clock? Doesn't matter. Hot, 900 degrees, that's what we were saying, how hot our room was. Yeah. We also had Pokemon pillows for sale. 
Not sure why that has to do with CRTs. That could have made the room hotter. But um, the only reason I'm bringing that up is because they're going to be on the website sometime this week. Uh, we decided to do the room a bit darker this year. We had, uh, what are those lights called? The white... The bright. hue? We had the hue set up. The fluorescent lights, that's what I was saying. Mm. So our room didn't feel like a Walmart, is really what I'm trying to say. Because we didn't have bright fluorescent lights. Uh, we I have something called a hue, which are like, really, they're like light bulbs with, um... Uh, Wi-Fi chip in them, and they can change colors. And I brought all my hues from home and and installed them into the hotel ceiling. And so it was like we were in a disco the entire time. It was pretty cool, pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Uh, we also had the pinball machine back. Uh, we last year we built a custom Pokemon pinball machine that emulated Pokemon Pinball Ruby Sapphire, and then it actually had flipper buttons on the side. And works with the game. I think Travis got the high score of number two. No, I'm second place. I have the second place score on... I can't remember if it's the Ruby board or the Sapphire board. Um, but the the top score is still from that year, like two years ago, where some guy came in and just like showed up everyone. So the difference between my score and, and that person's score is... is um, his score is two times that of mine. Um, but Aaron has, yeah, I think Aaron has the high score on the blue on the Sapphire. And I have the second place on, on Ruby, but I might be flipping those around. I think, I think you had Ruby because you, you did really well on the Groudon, the Groudon fight. You're right. You're right. Yep. It is Ruby. Groudon fight. Kenny, I didn't see you play any pinball. Are you not a pinball? I, I, no, I did not play pinball this year, and I didn't even realize that until I left. And I was like, "Whoa, I was not living up to my love of pinball." You're not living up. No. Speaking, do you, are you a fan of the Pokemon, the Pokemon pinball? Is oh, I love Pokemon pinball. Oh yeah, I used to play that all the time. Pokemon pinball. I feel like we're missing something in our room. Had a lot of CRTs. Uh, Nintendo reps were great. We gave out a bunch of Mario cat ears. Uh, some Paper Mario sticker booklets, some Mario wristbands, and uh, they dropped off some Pokemon X and Y stuff. There was like some postcards uh, that went they went crazy fast, but they were just like really. There was one of the Kalos region artwork, and then there was one of um, the two uh, main characters in the game. I can't remember their names. Serena, Serena. and. Calum, and then all like Fennekin and Go-Goat and Froakie and stuff. Uh, those were re- really cool. Uh, other than that, uh, it was a very fun weekend, very exhausting. We barely got any sleep, and I feel like it's only going to be bigger and better next year since it's not only was there more traffic, but there was that the tent in the back worked out very well. Yeah. And when Travis mentioned that there was some problems with water, it was because uh, it rained very hard that Saturday morning, and like the tent, I don't know, like the tent was huge, and I don't know what to compare it to, size-wise. Like, it took up the whole back parking lot of the Sheridan Hotel, and it was very tall. If you imagine those, like, fireworks hotels that prop up, 
but like four of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like, do you guys, this is a thing in Wisconsin, I don't know if it's a thing where you guys are from, but like those Halloween Expresses that pop up? Mm, yeah. yeah. Did I say Firework Hotels? Yeah, you did. I, think, you did. I think I said firework hotel. I meant firework tents, but okay. firework hotel is definitely a place I don't want to stay. <laughs> I was pretty curious about what that was. I wasn't sure if that was an, like an exclusive Michigan thing. <laughs> you know, firework hotels where you know at two in the morning they shoot off some fireworks. It's a good time inside of the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> it burns down every time. That's why they have to prop up all, all the place. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, but uh, because it rained, they weren't. I don't think they were prepared for that. At least it didn't seem like they were prepared. So, the imagine the parking lot being a very old parking lot and not being a very flat parking lot, and so it kind of had like mm-hmm. potholes and shallow parts, and so water started seeping into the vendor hall, and there were they you they had like I would say every like. 100 feet there was like a heater or generator that was pumping in hot air but because it was on the ground pumping in air under the tent it was also taking the water from outside and pumping it into the tent as well Uh, so when you were trying to buy like earthbound on super nintendo (laughs) because there was a million of those everywhere for very expensive you'd be standing in like six inches of water and it was it was kind of cool. And then at one point, the generator went out, and all the lights in the tent went out. And then everyone at the same time went, "Yay!" I don't I don't remember that part. It, it was before you got to the show. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because it was like it was right at like eleven a.m. and I think you came around twelve. Yeah, I was busy having my own fun. Your own like, fun. Like the the car crash. I was gonna say like a car accident. Yeah, no that that was that was sarcasm. For our listeners, Kenny's okay. It was just I a know, yeah, oh, yeah, minor was... fender bender. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything's totally fine. All good. And we're totally fine. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break, and we're gonna come back to talk about our totally fine Pokemon of the week. Totally <laughs> fine. And we are back from our break um, to wrap up our show. Before I forget, before we talk about our Pokemon of the week, I wanted to give you guys an update on Twitch Plays Pokemon. They are on Fire Red, and the cool thing about Fire Red is that, what what do they call that? It's um, randomized? It's a randomizer, yeah. So they started off the game with a Machop instead of your normal. Oh, those are cool. Uh, And then uh, the gym leaders are also randomized. So I believe Brock was a bug type gym leader. (laughs) And I think Misty was a rock type. I'm not sure. Um, Because I I, I just check it every morning. I don't watch it all day like I used to with Twitch Plays Pokemon. But I I check the, the feeds. And they... From from what I've last seen, 
They just completed Sabrina, so they have two or three more badges to go. I'm not sure which order of gym leaders they went in. But the funniest thing that happened, and why I wanted to talk about it, is because it's randomized, they were able to trade a Pokemon. I believe it was the guy who originally had the Farfetch. Um, oh, that was Spiro? What? Didn't he want, like, a Spiro? Yeah, he wanted, like, a Spiro or something. Um, but, uh, uh, the person who, he, where they are located in the game doesn't matter. He just found somebody who wanted to trade one of those, uh, NPCs. They wanted a male Nidoran, which Twitch played Pokemon, caught a couple of, and they were, he was in, in exchange trading a Mew. <laughs> oh, no way. Named Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is it Mark? I'm not because sure. Mark. All of the... NPCs nickname their Pokemon. But isn't that the Farfetch'd guy who names it Ducks? Oh, well, if it was a Nidoran, it was a different guy. Or they, yeah, they requested somebody else, but uh, they yeah, they now have a Mew on their team named Mark, and uh, <laughs> par- apparently it's rocking. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, they also, I, I know at one point they had a Sandslash with Flamethrower, really? and they have uh What's that bug Pokemon that evolves from Surskit? Masquerade? Yes, they have one of those that knows Hyper Beam. Nice. So, it's a it's one of the more funnier Twitch Plays Pokemon just because of the randomization, but uh, still going strong. For those that uh, haven't been watching, you are up to date. You haven't been updated. Uh, this moves into our Pokemon of the Week. Which this week is Dugong, the seal, the sea lion Pokemon from Gen 1. It evolves from seal. And uh, I don't know, should I read something about it? Totally. Let's see. I will, I will just read the other because it's kind of interesting. In Mewtwo Strikes Back, a dugong owned by Nisha was one of the Pokemon that was captured and cloned by Mewtwo. The dugong clone reappeared in Mewtwo Returns. A dugong has also been used by Price in As Cold as Price and Nice Price Baby. (laughs) He also owns several of them at his gym. There you go. There's some dugong information for you. I also believe that Dugong was in one of the episodes with Misty and her sisters. And well, I know there's a Dugong um, on top of the Cerulean Gym, like just yeah. a big head out of a Dugong. Yeah. Dugong is a Pokemon for which I have a lot of respect. And the reason is because, because Dugong looks so happy, so content. <laughs> Dugong is just beaming. But you want to know the one game where Dugong is not, does not have uh, an obvious smile or, or its mouth open in a smile? It's Gen 3. <laughs> because Gen 3 is the worst. That's why I have a lot of respect it, for Dugong. It has a smile. I'm looking at its sprite right now. It's got a grin. It's, it, it's, looks, it looks maybe content. It doesn't look happy. Like, yeah, not nearly as happy as Diamond the second, and Pearl. The second, the second least happy? Does that make sense? The... The the second um, saddest would be Red and Blue because Red and Blue are the second worst games. <laughs> it it looks less happy in Heart Gold, Soul Silver than it does in Ruby and Sapphire. 
heart gold and soul oh, you're right you're right but the but dugong was just confused because those games are the best <laughs> well <laughs> no it's clearly happiest in gen 5 where it should be happy. it looks pretty happy in in, in uh, just green version does the back, <laughs> yeah. does the back of dugong in generation 1 look exactly the same as charmeleon's back it, it looks what? really similar yeah Chameleon, scrolling down. <laughs> it's really similar. It's not the exact same. Though. Okay, it's just a couple pixels off. It's uh, it's the horn, right? It's the with the horn and also like the angle of the head. Oh, okay. Gen one back sprites were like the most atrocious things ever. <laughs> really, they bad. made they like those sprites formed my like and dislike of Pokemon. Yeah. Like, oh, like the sprite's so ugly. I don't like Venusaur anymore. Yeah. Um, Pidgey, when I was little, uh, it, it won't make as much sense if I can't show you the picture, but the back sprite, I didn't realize it was Pidgey's head, and I thought it was an old man in a robe holding a staff. <laughs> like, the the very right outline connects. Oh, wow. Feet. Yeah, do you see yeah. it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like an old man holding a staff in a robe. So did you think your, like, in-game character was just an old man? <laughs> no, I just thought Pidgey, like, had some magic power or something. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know anything about Pokemon. I also, for a long time, didn't realize that there was a PC. And I was just like, well, I gotta be careful with what I catch. <laughs> I thought I would just go to the PC and it was like, see ya. I feel like I had mistakes but i can't think of any oh no i can't think of one in in um silver and gold when you like first meet silver or i guess gold if you're playing silver when you first meet your rival it like it says question mark it's, it's question silver mark regardless yeah, oh is it yeah yep the the main character is gold oh okay in either game the yep. main character is ethan or right you're right yeah ethan sorry got it um, well, when you meet your rival for the first time, it says question mark, question mark, question mark. And then when you get back to Oak's lab, it was like, oh, what is his name? And so I put question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> like it said. It's, yeah, like that said that was his name. So when the first, my first playthrough of Silver, my rival was always just question mark, question mark, question mark. I, I thought at the end of the older game. brother who knew how I had the blessing of an older brother who knew how video games worked, so I I was able to sort of skirt those, um, the indiscretions of youth. Now um, that's sort of one of the reasons why I tend to um, dislike when the game gets more complicated because I think like wow, if I didn't have my older brother, how was I supposed to understand how this game worked as a yeah. child? And with it being a kids game, that's why I. You know, I don't like the idea of adding types and making things more complicated than they already are and, and that sort of thing. Like, I'm fine with, like, intricate things like IVs and stuff because you don't need to know that to play the game. But those sorts of things of, like, uh, the typing system, which you do need to know to play the game, is, is like, so cumbersome at this point. Um, it's those sorts of things that, that um, are my least favorite parts of my favorite game. That actually made sense. Yeah. You like used the double negative and I had to like do the math yeah. of the words yeah. in my head. The math of the words. <laughs> math yeah. words coming to theaters near Near what? 
you. Unlike, this is a bit frustrating. Unlike um, most Gen One Pokemon, Dugong has like zero trivia. The only tri- yeah. the only trivia it has is in Pokemon Red and Blue Beta, Dugong was originally known as Manate, Manatee, 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 Manatters, Manatters, Train Manatters, which doesn't really make much. I don't know. Maybe in Japanese it made more sense for his name. Yeah, Dugong is a portmanteau of Du and Dugong. <laughs> A relative of the manatee. Okay, Dew, fair enough. They refer to the natural phenomenon of water vapor condensing in the presence of a cold surface. Dew formation at slightly low temperatures of the frost may be possible. Reference to Dugong. Dew type of energy. You guys are talking Dugong. Dugong. Travis, if you were to run a Dugong, what mm-hmm. moves would you give it? Gosh, I have no idea as of the base status of Dugong, so let me look at that. Um, They're pretty even. Uh, hmm. They are just phenomenal. <laughs> That's not the word I would use. No, they're pretty great. It's like up there with like Mega Mewtwo Y. <laughs> like stat wise. Um, I think you could make it yeah, you could make it work as like a a mix sweeper. Uh no, with 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 having to put investment in both attack and special attack if you wanted to do that, it, none of them neither of those stats would get high enough to where either of them would really be useful. I think what you do is you make it you give you make it a little more like a tank, so put HP investment and maybe special attack investment. Um, because it has that natural bulk with 90, 80, 95 defenses aren't awful. Um, they're not good enough to be a, a wall on its own, but they're they're good for for taking hits. So I guess you could do like ice beam, uh, <laughs> surf. I don't think it, get, it doesn't look like it gets scald. If if you were to run a hail team, and that that I don't know if people run a hail team, would you, you give it blizzard instead, uh, or would you still stick with the ice beam? It's a it's up in the air. If you think that, if you have multiple ways of setting up hail, then I think you'd be fine with Blizzard. But if you're just focusing on like a, a bomb of snow or something, then I would be um, a little more cautious of putting Blizzard on because you don't want to be caught in a place where it's the only Pokemon you have left, and yeah, just have to do that. Um, you have to. You don't want to have to be like praying every hit. So, if you think you're going to be able to set up hail in multiple ways, like have a, have a Pokemon that uses hail as well as like an, an Obama Snow or something, then, um, then I think you can pull it off. Interesting enough, it also learns Belch. So, I mean, it, it already got a niche place anyway. So, if you were to give it some sort of like either stat increasing berry or maybe mm. it has a little bit of bulk, you could switch it into something that you know it would be able to hit. Give it, yeah, give it a berry that weakens the super effective damage and then use belt. It's got 120 base power. That would be really cool. Uh, it has two decent abilities. Thick Fat and uh, Ice Body? Thick Fat is quite good. Ice Body is it okay. Is. Hydration is really good. Um, so you could run that on a rain team. I think that would probably be the best way to go. Um, if you're doing a weather thing, otherwise thick fat is, is the way to go. What about, what about something, I mean, niche Pokemon aside is a move like entertainment, which 
Entrainment? Entrainment? Oh, sorry, yeah, Entrainment. Entrainment. Is that worth any Pokemon's move spot? In doubles, it's a little more interesting. Um, in singles, not really. Because in singles, all you have to... Well, I mean, in doubles, the same is true, but... Um, all you have to do is switch out to have the effect be removed. So, like, if I give i don't know what you would do like if you're up against like a machamp or something you can give it entrainment so it's so it doesn't have um no guard no guard anymore it just needs to switch out and come back in but in doubles um it can be quite useful in um you could have dugong give like hydration to uh um to regigigas or something oh okay that it loses slow start I didn't think you could get rid of Slow Start. I thought it was one oh, of those. That, oh, really? Yeah, uh, there are a few of them. Like, you can't get rid slow of start is Stance not, Change. It's, it's not on the list. It, it says it won't work with Tront, Zen Mode, Multitype, Illusion, Flower Gift, Trace, Imposter, or Stance Change. Yeah, I was going to say, no, it definitely doesn't work on Stance Change. So it looks like it's okay with Slow Start then? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. If skills, I'm like I'm on the slow start page now. If skill swap, gastro acid, or worry seed is used against this Pokemon, its stats will immediately return to full power. Um, however, the user of skill swap will have its attack and speed stats halved. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, why doesn't it mention entrainment? Is entrainment op- the opposite? Entrainment. It they get means- your ability. Yeah, oh, and roleplay, you get their ability. Okay, right. So why doesn't it list entrainment for unsolicited or whatever? So if you had hydration and you gave it to Regigigas, yeah. that would work? Yeah, looks like it. Dugong's probably not fast enough to survive anything. Maybe. It might be bulky enough, too. If you gave it a full defensive investment and use it in doubles, it would be really gimmicky and there's a lot better users of it, but if you're just a dugong fanatic, you, 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 could, you could pull it off. <laughs> Kenny, do you have any attachment to dugong? Um, I, I mean, it's okay. I've, I've, I've just always been okay with it. I did realize something interesting about it, though, looking at it. Uh, it's especially obvious if you look at dugong's picture in the anime, if you look at its coloring, the shiny dugong appears to be white, while regular has a bluish tint. So, according to the old anime, all of the dugong were shiny. Because if you look at that anime dugong, there is no blue there. It is pure white. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. It does look better more white. I think it does, too. I honestly would not be able to tell the difference, though, if there wasn't a little shiny thing. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're looking at them side by side, it's obvious, but probably in yeah. the game, you wouldn't really... Yeah, if I were to just run into one that was shiny and it didn't play the animation or I missed it or something, there's a pretty good chance that I wouldn't realize it. Which is always disappointing, because I feel like they should have made shinies really... I feel like cool. there should be, like, a big, like, warning, warning, this is rare. Yeah, you, have to, like, you have to, like, triple confirm your moves every time you use it. <laughs> Are you sure... No, but seriously, like, are you certain? <laughs> you realize you won't see another one of these in, until you encounter 4,000 more. Hmm. Hmm. Too young. Pokemon of the Cerulean City Gym. But not used by any Cerulean City Gym leader. I thought of a thing that I want to see happen. With a Dugong? 
Not necessarily with a deer gun. <laughs> I don't. I kind of don't want to say this because I don't want like. I don't want to cause suffering for our listeners. It's not a thing I want to do, but I think it would be ah, funny <laughs> if people uh, in their next encounter with a shiny used like guillotine or fissure or um, or sheer cold one of the one hit KO moves like how to put one that's like really low level like try to use that just to be like living on the edge you know and like if it like well, if it hits they die well if it hits like is that more like I missed so this was meant to like I was meant to catch you Right, right. I hit it's, you. It's like it's like a rite of rite of passage. Like Travis yeah. just wants to play Russian roulette with Chinese. <laughs> I really do. Well, I don't. I want other people to do uh, it, and I can watch it. I mean the the bond you would have between the Pokemon that survives. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure the one hit KO move don't work if you're at a lower level. I'm like ninety oh, okay. percent sure. So if you're, I, I guess, I guess if you're just like around the same level as it. Yeah, and then like it increases in accuracy the higher yeah. you are compared to the other Pokemon. I'm pretty sure. I feel like if if you had a this is this is for any of our listeners. If you had a YouTube channel dedicated to like hunting shinies and killing them, just <laughs> just for the pleasure of like getting views, I feel mad. like that channel would be very successful. Yeah. I'm just saying, just putting it out there. I mean, if you want to do it and you want to, you want to feature those videos on pkmncast.com. It's, like it's, like it's like those people who like watching car crashes and stuff. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, you'd have a lot of not happy people. I think yeah. we have to leave on that note because I don't, I don't know if anything can top that. Really. What about a channel where you just release shiny whole boxes of shiny Pokemon? You convince people to lend you their shinies and then. Oh. Ow. That would be the worst thing ever. Pokemon Podcast is not going to own the activity of the uh, linear <laughs> shinies and then releasing them for video content. No, we do not. <laughs> uh, shiny Pokemon. Still have not seen one. In the wild. I mean, I've seen them around. I've never seen a Pokemon. <laughs> ever. In real life. I keep looking. When I was... There's just no, there's just no tall grass around here. <laughs> My mom kept cutting the grass. <laughs> I live on a college campus. It's so only hundred people to mow. Ah, Kenny, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at at Super Bailey, and that's Bailey like the Pokemon. My one and only. That dog was excited to find you. On oh Twitter. yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that dog. That dog. Travis, dog where can they apologies. find you? Uh, you should name this episode How to Apologize to Dogs. Um, you can find me at twitter.com slash the Travis W. The Travis W. Sorry, I got an email and I got thrown off, but now I'm back. Um, thrown off. Thrown off. Um, you can find me at Dragging a Lake and you can find the show on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash PKMNCast. You can find us on Google Plus, Stitcher Radio, Scatter Radio, 
Omni, iTunes, Windows Marketplace, YouTube, and I don't on the internet. You can find us on Bulbapedia too. We have an article about us. It's cool. It's outdated. Somebody should update it. Steve, do we have a LinkedIn page? Uh, yes, uh, we we do actually. Do we really? Yeah, Steve. Do we have an official Turtle Seed account? Uh, there's not an official Turtle Seed account. Steve, do we have a Friendster page? No. <laughs> Steve, are we on the new MySpace? We're we're not, unfortunately. But there is a LinkedIn, surprisingly. Pokemon Podcast is like a little... If you go to my LinkedIn profile, there's there's a picture. It's there. Just saying. Right. No hate. Um, Appreciate. <laughs> thank you, Kenny. No, no, thank you. And the, the barking dogs, thank you as well. That dog. Thank you, yeah. Travis. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, there <laughs> w- uh, oh, yeah, before I forget... Uh, there, uh, I will be at C two E two this week and um, weekend. We two E two. We two E two. I will be speaking on Sunday at one thirty at C two E two about Pokemon, and uh, I will be. Uh, we will be recording the show like we do every year, and that will be on iTunes uh, a day or two afterwards for uh, our listeners. But uh, if you are in the area, the Chicago area, I would. Uh, Really highly recommend you make it out to the show. C2E2 is very great, and they're uh, very good to me for letting me speak the, a fourth year in a row. So uh, that is this weekend. Um, I don't know the prices. I think Sunday, though, is way cheaper than every other day. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about Pokemon, and uh, that's all I have now. I apologize. I almost forgot. But uh, to Travis, to Kenny... This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super effective. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Yeah, good night.